Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome to the Wisdom of Spirit with Rose and Winterbrook. And I'm Rose, and we have Winterbrook right now. Hi, everybody. Hi, Winterbrook. I'm, I'm going crazy here with the audio. <laughs> welcome to Saturn Retrograde. You would think it was Mercury, but I'm really getting affected by Saturn Retrograde, although we're, we're almost through at the end of August. <laughs> I don't know. It's been it's been crazy. It's like everything's moving in in fast forward fast. Quick quick. It it really feels more like a Mercury retrograde. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Uh, and and unfortunately, unlike ret, uh, Mercury retrograde, which is done in three weeks, more or less, um, the Saturn retrograde is going until August 25th, and then of course you have a couple of days or weeks to get it moving direct. So. Settle down. Yeah, it's long it, haul. <laughs> when did this start? Was this one of the four that was going retrograde? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, all right, I'm not the astrologer, so forgive me, everyone, but I had to look it up because I thought Mercury retrograde kind of came back. It was just everything was going crazy, and I looked it up, and I think it's, um, 90 days. It's, it's, some. Um, it's, it happens every year, apparently, and, um, it is difficult, and, and um, a lot of people are having difficulties right now. So, I don't know. The only difficulty of... I've been having is I feel like I'm log rolling. It's like I can't keep up. I mean, a lot of good things are happening and, you know, whatever, but I can't keep up <laughs> no matter how hard I try. Yeah. Crazy. I understand that feeling completely. As does my contractor. He's going crazy, he, and and my stuff keeps more and more stuff keeps popping up, broken sewer lines. I had a no heat call today. I mean, it's freaking May twenty fifth. I had a call because the heat was broken. But anyway, and it's, and it's like right now, <laughs> it's like right now. I'm I'm full up. I'm booking readings. I don't have an opening until June like eleventh, and people are going. Wow, wow, yeah, well, it is what it is. Uh, a month ago I wasn't this crazy busy, but now I am, so whatever. Um, yeah, so if any of you listening out there are also experiencing similar things, you're not alone. Not alone, and as my best friend says, this too shall pass. But in the meantime, just keep doing your best. <laughs> yeah, keep doing your best, and don't be hard on yourself. In other words... Don't feel that you should have done more or done this or done that or, you know, put out more energy or done more. Th- you're okay. Just so long as you're doing your best, you're okay. That's all we can do. <laughs> so. But anyway, now that we've uh, totally inverted the intro, <laughs> see, I mean, you know, whatever, but a little bit about the wisdom of spirit. Um, we are here every Thursday at 7 p.m., and uh, Winterbrook and I, we offer a myriad of spiritual and metaphysical insights to help and guide you in your day-to-day living. Topics here include and are not limited to spirit messages and guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative medical healing modalities, which tonight we're going to be discussing Reiki, uh, monthly, medita- <laughs> monthly meditations. The meditation is every first Thursday of the month here at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We discuss chakras, gemstones, 
tarot, all kinds of methods of divination, astrology, animal communication, and a lot more. So uh, join us 7 o'clock Eastern Time every Thursday, although I will send out a little heads up. Uh, during the months of July and August, we are only going to be doing the first week of each month, the meditation with the mini-reads or what have you. We're not going to be offering weekly shows for those two months, kind of like a vacation, hiatus, whatever you want to call it. Lots of people are doing that and not around, so um, that's why we're taking two months off. And then in September, we'll be back full schedule, a show a week, and uh, not a problem. Now, the other thing I wanted to say is if you're listening and you want to call in, and you have a, uh, you're just listening via telephone, you can dial into the show and call our number, which is 347-677-0699. And if you want to ask a question, have a comment, chat with us, please press the number one on your phone so we know you're there and you want to speak, um, and, and we'll connect you, okay? Because sometimes people call in and they don't, Notify us that, that they want to be on air and they'll go through the whole show and I don't take their call. But anyway, so if you want to talk to us or you want to make a comment, a question, hit that number one on your phone. Okay? So for more information about me, go to www.readingswithrose.com. And for more information about Winterbrook, go to www.winterbrookmedium.com. And on there you can check out her calendar because she's a busy, busy lady. Which leads me into Winterbrook. What's coming up for you on the calendar? Okay, actually, just like we're slowing down the radio show, I'm going to be slowing down a bit. Um, I am doing um, a night of readings at uh, Tuesday, May 30th at the Voice of the Soul Healing, which is sold out. That's on Long Island. July 12th, I'm doing a Reiki 1 class. Over the summer, for any of you on Long Island, I am going to do my annual drop-in mediumship development classes. That means you can just come when you you know, show up. You don't have to RSVP and pay at the door. So you can just come to one or all four. Um, that will be July 19th, 26th, August 16th, and 23rd. All of these are tentative because of weather, et cetera, so you have to just double-check the day of the class before you head over. Uh, Wednesday evening, 7.30, but double-check. So um, summertime, kids are home from school, and my house is going to be wicked busy, as they say. So um, I'll be a little slower with the public because I can't really commit too much with uh, family obligations right now. And then I'll zoom it back up starting the end of August when I have one of them safely replanted in Philadelphia starting medical school. (laughs) (laughs) Then she'll go back to her usual uh, Energizer Bunny Rabbit Crazy schedule, doing everything all over all the time. Yeah. Yes, well, motherhood (laughs) comes first, as as most of our listeners or fatherhood in the case of men, um, as we all know, so... Anyway, thank you for the reminder. Um, I'm doing uh, traditional Sui Reiki Ryoho level one class on June 17. So, um, if y'all want to know about that, visit my website. 
You know what I'm going to do, Winterbrook, before we get into our topic? I've got this person holding here for a long time. I'm going to bring them on the air and see what's up. Sure. Okay, there we go. 954, you're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Hi, Rose. This is Mary calling. Boy, I, I can't agree more that there's so much going on that it's, it's, the energy is just totally chaotic. Today we have a Venus square Pluto transit. Uh, on Monday I had uh, got woke, woke up in the middle of the night with my alarms going off and jumped out of bed and there was smoke going through my apartment and uh, I had to get the fire department here. My air conditioning was starting to burn. Oh. And um, <clears throat> anyway, I have three cats, and one of them Mary, does not. Mary, huh? hon, do you have a question? I'm getting to that. Okay. Just give me a minute, please. One of my cats does not go out. He's never gone out. And um, he, he, I think he's disappeared because... I've looked all over and I can't find him. My question to you is, do you see me finding him some idea of if he's all right and if I'll get him get him back soon? I ask you, what's the cat's name and what color is he, please? He's gray and white with green eyes, <clears throat> and his name is Squeaker. <clears throat> okay. And what city do you live in, Mary? I'm in Hollywood. Hollywood and the state? Florida. Okay. Okay. So we're going to Hollywood, Florida, looking for Squeaker. What I'm seeing right off the bat, um, if I'm at your house, if I'm walking out your door, I want to go to the right. He's around, I'm hearing from Spirit. He's around. Yeah, he is around. I've been out calling him. He's got a friend. Huh? He's got a friend I just heard. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, he's okay, but the thing is, he's was he an indoor cat or an outdoor cat? Uh, as I was saying, he's never been out. He was take he I, he was rescued yeah. when he was a very small kitten, and I never let him out again. And Mary, he'll go to the door, but he's, he won't go out. But he was fighting. He's enjoying Mary. his adventure. Yeah. How long has he been missing? Well, the first day I thought maybe he was hiding. And no, I, no, Mary, Mary. Listen must to be two days. Two days, okay. Um, he, I really feel like you're gonna, he's going to come back, but I think he's, I agree with Rose, because uh, what I heard was he has a friend. I see him to the right of your house. Um, he might be, I want to go like three blocks down I'm getting- and then south a couple of blocks. Wow. Five I, to eight days, Mary. I'm sorry? He'll be back in five to eight days, or close enough that if you call him, he'll then come. Hey, I've been calling him now. I've been all over, but it's been pouring rain, so he might be Yeah, you know, but like hiding. I said, he's really enjoying, and they're stressing the word adventure. Oh, oh. He's, uh, he's, he's safe. He's not harmed. He's not hurt. But he's, he's really having fun going down the rabbit hole. But he will yeah, be he's back. He's afraid of people, so he's he's not people friendly at all. He's he's, he's a not one with person. the people like 
Brooke said he's got a friend. A, a, a person or a furry friend? Oh, this is a furry friend. That's what I mean, because there's other cats out there. Yeah. Okay, that's all. So I'm he'll getting. be back. Don't worry. Okay. I hope you're right. <laughs> I want to know you're right. We'll say a little prayer. I hope we're right, too. All right. I've been praying to St. Anthony. He helps bring them home. Good, good. We'll we'll say a little prayer, too. So Thank you very yeah. much. You're welcome, sweetheart. Be well. Thanks for calling, Mary. Okay. Now we're going to talk a little bit tonight's subject. <laughs> yeah, but that is Ricky hard. I know and for, for, for babies, when they're sick or they're lost, Oh my goodness! Yeah, we all. Go, in fact, my dog got out. Your your fiance, as you call him. My fiance escaped. Yes, the contractor who was here today, who's a great guy, usually right on top of things, accidentally left the gate open, which is something he'd never do. But it's that Saturn retrograde, and luckily I post so many pictures of your fiance. This is my dog Magic for anyone who's confused. <laughs> On Facebook, everybody knows who he is, and one of the neighbors found him romping about six, eight houses down and knocked on my door. And I'm wondering, I hear this thump, thump, thump on my front deck, and I'm like, why isn't he barking? Somebody's here. <laughs> I open the door, and she's got him. I'm like, ah. And so. I can't even say that little stinker because little is not anything you would call magic. <laughs> It's 130 pounds for the listeners who um, maybe haven't aren't on my Facebook page. So, you know, it, thankfully she knew the dog because of all my posts. Because, uh, you know, some people would be a little intimidated trying to catch a 130-pound dog that looks like a polar bear. She is a he is gorgeous, a- striking, magnificent Grand Peony. Gorgeous. So, tonight's topic. Reiki, and we should send some to Mary to help calm her down. Cause yes, it is kind of I'm already on it. Her and the cat. Oh, you're so good. You're so good, Miss Rose. Thank <sighs> <laughs> I tried. Reiki is a Japanese practice that uses universal life energy. And in the early 19th century, Mikao Sui discovered a way of channeling this energy and he created what's known as the Usui Reiki Ryoho system, the system of natural healing, which is now simply known as Reiki. It's a gentle, non-invasive method of hands-on healing and does provide balance to physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental issues of our life. And it actually promotes the optimum level of relaxation And when you're in that mode of relaxation, that's when the body can literally heal itself. Reiki promotes this deep relaxation. And within that state of relaxation, you release blockages within the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual auras that make up your entire body. And once the blockages are removed, the person can then receive, hold, and store more energy in their body, and Reiki usually brings about a slow, gradual improvement over a period of days and weeks with conditions that have been present a long time. Um, 
I want to get to uh, both of us, Winterbrook and I, we teach Reiki. We're both Reiki master teachers. Personally, I teach the Usui Ryoho Reiki. I teach Karuna Reiki. And I also teach Komio Reiki, which is another method coming directly out of Japan. And um, also Atlantean Reiki. So, Winterbrook, you do the Usui and you do Karuna, am I correct? I just do the Usui, dear. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, I don't know why, but maybe you'll be doing Karuna further down the road. I maybe, but I, I, I love Reiki. I just do the the, the, the Usui method, though, um, because honestly, as you are aware, I also teach uh, 40 out of the 52 weeks a year of the mediumship classes, so. Yeah, we can't speak yeah. any more stuff in there, can we? <laughs> no, we really, really can't. <laughs> she spontaneously combusts. I mean, she's good. She's good. But there's only so many things one can put on one's plate. But um, I love teaching Reiki and, and the way everybody picks things up. It's great. But as we were saying earlier today, Reiki is now going mainstream, and it's so wonderful. There are a lot of integrative uh, practitioners are taking Reiki into account and using Reiki. The medical world is starting to use Reiki as well. They do Reiki. Well, they're doing more in hospice than they did before. Uh, they're using it in hospitals. You know, it, it's becoming more and more known and more and more mainstream. Well, you know what else, Rose, I learned um, from my Reiki master a few years ago. Um, one of the local school districts on Long Island, the uh, special needs parents, their PTA, they were actually, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were bringing in um, the Reiki masters uh, and attuning the parents of the special needs students to level one uh, for the purpose of assisting them calming their children down when the children That's were perfect. You know, and there was no charge. It was just meant to help these mothers and fathers have another tool in their tool belt to assist their special needs children. And you know. I was, I've heard feedback from some of my practitioners, my students that work, that when they're giving, like, the autistic children and they're, they're using the Reiki, it can calm them down. And I have one of my Reiki masters I trained. She is a teacher aide uh, during the summer for the special needs children camp at the schools. And there's one student in particular whom I know who has severe autism and she's got some paranoia and she's got a whole... Um, penelope of, of, of issues and when she loses it nobody can handle her and they all call this this lady who happens to be a Reiki master the first thing she does is she just starts letting the Reiki flow from her and the child or young woman now she's 15 she just calms right down none of the other teacher aides know why this one teacher aide is the only one that can handle and what she's doing is opening her reiki flow not necessarily putting her hands on the kid but just letting it flow and that that girl right. just calms her right down which is a beautiful thing right and what's good is too if the parents are learning to help the child the parents can then use Reiki on themselves 
to kind of give themselves a, a, a re-energizer or an energy boost because that's not easy being a parent of a uh, child with autism or any other child that has, you know, physical needs, mental needs, and you're 24-7 on parenting and nursing, so to speak. So that's great. Yeah, and that's one of I the... Want to point out that I want to point out that Reiki is known as hands-on healing. However, the hands do not have to be on someone, and it's not just the hands. Reiki can be beamed from the eyes, and it can also be transmitted via the breath. So um, there are different methods and different ways that we do Reiki, and all work just as well as the other. And then there's distance healing as well, where you're not in the same place as the person, but you're sending Reiki. And that's another way to um, get Reiki to someone who's in need. Absolutely. And I know for uh, a, that some, one of my practices is, um, <clears throat> unless I'm working six nights straight, uh, I try once <clears throat> or twice a week just to spend five or ten minutes and send out Reiki to those in need, whether I hear a story like, you know, this, this horrible uh, tragedy in Manchester, just been sending it, sending it, you know, um, to everybody affected by that. Or, you know, you see somebody injured in the news, I just kind of send it, and then, of course, just send it to all those in need, since they'll bring, the angels will bring it to who, you know, who's asking for it. And that's... Um, one of the ways that people can use the Reiki to kind of do some um, planet healing. How's that sound? Sounds good. Which reminds me, forgot my own my own uh, bleh, my own Reiki ward here. Um, five years ago, we're coming up on. Wow! In two months, it's going to be six years. My God, time flies. Um, Almost six years ago, I started with a colleague, something called Reiki Ward. And Reiki Ward, you can find it if you just put Reiki Ward on Facebook. Uh, we're on there. And if you type in Reiki Ward, or if you want to do the Facebook.com with a backslash global free distance Reiki healing, whatever works for you. Uh, on Reiki Ward, you can post, just like you post to your friends, um, Facebook walls or any other page on Facebook, post a healing request, and we ask that you put the name of the person, the location of the person, and a brief explanation of what kind of healing they're in need of, and we will go to work on that as soon as possible, because um, some people, if they post late at night or in the wee hours, we don't get it till the next morning or the next day, but we will get to work on that request we have anywhere between right now four to five hundred Reiki practitioners of all levels all over the world working with us on Reiki Ward to send distance Reiki healing to your request, your person. So feel free to find us and <clears throat> I'm sorry. You can even send me an email and I'll send you the link. Feel free to post your healing requests there because um, I don't want to blow my own horn, but in the past. Almost six years. We have had tremendous results. Um, so, so you just can have I to think of like hundred people and sending Reiki to one person at one time. 
Yeah, can I sing your praise? I'll step in then and I'll sing your praises because when we first met, my dear Rose, I forget, I was having some type of um, illness issue and I told you and you put me in Reiki board. That was before I knew what it was. And the healing that I received in um, from the Reiki ward was just incredible. I, I was just blown away. So I know firsthand how beautiful and strong the healing is that comes from all the participants in Reiki ward. And I then became a member, and I also sent to them as well. It's like a tsunami of Reiki. <laughs> It is. It's it's incredible. I'm very sensitive when people send me healing. I generally feel it. I may not know where it's coming from, but um, it was so strong, and I just it gave me relief. So I think I was having a really bad pinch nerve at that point, but I was blown away by how wonderful it was. So I can sing your praises as having actually experienced Thank it. Thank you. I'll post in my own Reiki ward as well, but that's only when I'm on the brink of dying. I, I do everything I can to to not, you know, be selfish and go over there. And, but um, I've done it once or twice, and that's amazing. So um, where are we? I just want to talk a little bit about uh, as far as Reiki going mainstream. Um, Raven Keys, the popular author, and Reiki Master Raven used to work under Dr. Oz, and she's worked with uh, another doctor at Columbia Presbyterian, and as well, she is now working under Dr. Sheldon Feldman, who I met in person and spoke to when he was a presenter at the 2012 New York City Reiki Conference. He's a wonderful doctor. He's a beautiful soul, a lovely human being. I can't say enough good things about Dr. Feldman. And um, since Raven was working with Dr. Feldman, giving Reiki in the OR, her medical Reiki has been born of that, thanks to also the support of Dr. Feldman. And Raven Keys teaches medical Reiki, and we have quite a few now medical Reiki masters. And when someone's a medical Reiki master, basically what that means is we are qualified to go into the operating room with our clients, if this is if the client wants it and chooses it, um, to do Reiki on them while they are being operated on. And Dr. Feldman was originally at Columbia Presbyterian, and now he has joined the forces of the doctors in the hospital of Montefiore Hospital. And he was the head of breast surgery over at Columbia. Now he is the oncology um, surgeon, and he's working on the same thing, surgery and, and breast surgery, but now oncology surgery over at Montefiore, and he's great. And he is supporting Raven, and Raven is supporting him. We are going to start to, right now, like we're in the midst of everything, they have formed a not-for-profit organization where people can donate to have studies done and more studies specifically on how Reiki affects people who are receiving it and, and what the benefits of Reiki are 
in mainstream medicine. So we're coming a long way with this. And it's it's good to be finally known that from the AMA or from the medical doctors who are, like we said, mainstream, not just the holistic integrative groups, but that Reiki is making strides. So um, if you want to check that out, uh, just email me and I'll tell you where to go. Uh, we have a website, but uh, right now I'm just not sure of where, what, how. But email me and I'll give you more information on medical Reiki. Uh, again, it, it's a wonderful thing. And to have the support of such a lovely, well-known, learned doctor as Dr. Feldman is even more, you know, lovelier. So we have, let's see, we have another caller here, 315. You're on the air with Rosen Winterbrook. Hello, how are you? Hi. 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 Who's calling? What's your name, please? My name is Joanne, and um, I have a really good friend in Northport, Winterbrook, who uh, spends a lot of time with you, and she suggested that I give you guys a call. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I think I also met you a couple years ago, too. She introduced me. We went into your shop, so... Anyway, um, thanks for taking (laughs) Sorry, I don't remember. No, of course not. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. Uh, So general questions. Um, She uh, indicated that you might be able to do some kind of reading or something, Um, but I've got a lot of stuff going on in the three quarters of my work, um, my home, and um, my personal life that is constantly under transition now for like a 20-year period. And um, I just was wondering if you had any words that might guide to understand where it might be going and what's going on. Okay. Uh, Do you want me to take it, Rose, or do you want to start? Yes, please. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Okay. with the guidance, I have a, a female stepping forward. Would you understand a grandmother in spirit? Um, no, actually. Both of my grandmothers died jillions of years ago, so it might not be my grandmother's. Maybe it's somebody else's. But no, Okay, okay. I, I'm pretty sure I have one of your grandmothers. Okay, uh, I have a grandmother stepping forward, and usually they do that if I'm connecting with someone. So um, I really feel like I'm with your mother's mother. Ah, okay. And um, I want to put her about five, 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 six. Did you ever see pictures if you don't know her too well? I have, and so she was uh, shorter in stature, yes. Okay. And um, she's saying to me that it's a family trait to worry about things. Did you maybe remember your mom ever saying her mom was a worrier? No, she didn't talk a lot about her mother. Okay. All right. So, um, and you don't know that much about Grandma, right? No, I virtually know nothing. Okay. All right, so let's just she's the re, one of the reasons she's stepping forward tonight is to let you know she is working with you behind the scenes 
because um, part of you trying to handle everything and your uncertainty is maybe you're not feeling as much support uh, as you would like. Would that make any sense? Yes. And she wants you to know, she's a very strong-willed woman, she just was like, let her know, um, that you're not alone on this. You are, you, you're surrounded by a lot of your loved ones, even if you didn't know them in, in the world of spirit. And she's saying you need to focus on prioritizing. All right, there's a lot going on, and you're stretching yourself too thin. Would you understand that? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, and what your grandmother is suggesting is it's a very good time for you to manifest and move your life in a new direction that's going to please you more as, you know, we change what we want as we grow older. And um, she said this is one of those pinnacle times. So things may seem like they're all um, all over the place, chaotic. And she would like you to, she's saying, tell her to sit down. Even if you have to take a notepad, write it down and prioritize. She's saying three things. Okay? All right. And start focusing your attention on those matters. You need to start saying no more to people because people ask you uh, to help them out a lot. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. So what Grandma's saying is um, she understands you're very kind and you want to help a lot of people, but right now she wants you to kind of try to pull in and Focus on your own life so you can get it reset and you're going to feel more comfortable and then you can go back to helping people. Mm. Right now, okay. I want you to kind of pull in and just learn to say no a little bit uh, and really put your, what two, three things do you want to see happening? And then just keep focusing and then sending it up to the universe with with intention. Have you done any um, studying on manifestation or like the Esther Hicks books? No, I'm not familiar. Okay, laws of attraction. So, would you? I would suggest maybe you get one of those books for some guidance because this is a very strong time for you to manifest. So. You know, step into the opportunity. So Esther Hicks, H I C K S. Yes, she she used to okay. um, channel Abraham, and um, yeah, they, they give you uh, directions and advice on how to manifest and attract what you want. But the first step in this, as Grandma's pointing out, is that you need to prioritize and pick three things that you want to see be created into your reality and then allow other things to go and know that it's all in order. You're being watched over. You are being watched over. That's um, comforting. That part is the comforting part. Yeah, that's why Grandma came forward because you probably, you know, don't realize as much how involved she is and how much she loves you. Oh, how wonderful. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Thank so you good very, luck, very much, Joanne, and I'll, 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 you know, put some energy out there for you too. Sweet. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, where am I going? <laughs> One more caller here. Six one three. You're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Oh, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Hi. What's your name, please? My name is Donna. Hi, Donna. Thanks for calling, Donna. Pardon me? So what can we do for you? Um, I have a relationship question. Is that okay? Sure. We can let Rose handle that. She's the authority on those. Okay, Donna, let her rip. What's the question? Just a gentleman named Chris. Just wondering if you see things working out with him romantically or dating or uh, spending time together, seeing each other, having fun. Or something okay, so you have no or... connection at the moment. We we do. Like, I see him the odd time. Like, not like as in dating, but I talk to him. Okay, so he's he's in your oh, what do we call this? He's in your radar. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, so you're both in one another's radar. Um, the first thing they're telling me is the friendship is going to grow. You're going to get to a point where you're actually having more communication than you do now, and you're going to develop a friendship. A deeper friendship. Okay, so now they're coming in with deeper. It's going to take time, but I do feel you have a good shot at this, at the shot of at least a possible date further down the road. Do you have any timing? Sorry, honey. If I get timing, I give it voluntarily. If I don't give you a timing, that means spirit's not giving me a timing. Although they did say it's going to take a while, so you need to have patience. Yeah, can I chirp in? Sure, chirp away. As she asked the question, I had a vision of the two of you at an event. You go together to an event. Now, I don't know if you're already dating or not, but I just had the vision at an event together, okay, Um, you know, as a date. And uh, October, October, OCT. So... I feel like there will be an event in October that the two of you, at the way things are going now, that the two of you are going to be uh, accompanying each other. Okay, that's a good start. <laughs> you, no, I go along with that, Tommy. That feels about right. Do you see things on getting romantic with him? Is he kind of shy and reserved? I don't know. Like, I mean, he seems to talk fine with me, so I, I'm not really sure if he considers. Do you know if he has a lot of friends? Does he socialize or does he more keep to himself? No, I mean, shy and reserved with women. You can be out, I think out friendly and social, but then be kind of, you know, a little um, awkward. No, but he seems like more of a loner type to me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so just be patient and just be yourself. Um, that's most important because you're a very kind person, 
Uh, you're very nurturing is what I'm getting from spirit, and that's um, very attractable traits in a partner. So be yourself and just use this as an exercise in patience. And don't work because they tell everybody. You know, anyone could be on best behavior for three or four months. It's further, it's at the six-month mark, at the eight-month mark when you're dating someone. And I say dating because too many people, they get overexcited, and again, lack of patience, they get overexcited and they're in bed with somebody in a month, and that's just chemistry, that's physical attraction. And when those chemicals are going in your energy stream, you'll put up with anything just to get that, you know, that chemical high. But if you want a secure, lasting, stable relationship, you got to, like, take your time. So yes, I, I always I, tell I, people, I, time is on your side. I'm just wondering if I should back, like, I mean, I do, like, sometimes I'll message him, you know, through Facebook or text him. I'm wondering, would it be better if I just stop that and go quiet, or should I continue to... No, don't go quiet. No, no, no. Because with him, I'm feeling if you go totally quiet, he's going to have an insecurity attack and think you want nothing to do with him. Oh, really? Okay, because, I mean, like, I'll send him messages. He doesn't respond because he's quite busy, but he's always checking them. So I just don't know whether to continue that or whether to completely stop. Now, I think you've got the tempo right. You know, pop in every now and then, let him know you're alive, remind him that you're on planet Earth, and when he has time, I'm sure he will respond or uh, if you see each other, you know, no woman should also, ever expect them to respond immediately to her because they're not like that. We're like yeah. that. They're not. You uh, have to try and, uh, you know, gauge yourself. But also, I think what you're doing is fine. Yeah, when when you're touching base with them, you know, ask them about something that he is interests him. Or if he's on a project, work project, if you know he's really, how's the project going? In other words, that may open him up to, people tend to like to talk about themselves for the most part. So, yeah. or at least things in their life. So that might be uh, a comfortable way to, to have the conversation on both sides. Does Does he care for me? Oh, like, do, do you know if he has any... You're going to have to go slow. You see, this is where they were saying you're going to, it's an exercise in patience. Um, it, it, don't, don't be focused on what, you know, just just go slow. And, um, yeah, right now, I can, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't get care. I don't think he's there yet, sweetheart. Right now there's an interest. And then from the interest you will develop more of a friendship with him. And then from the friendship that gets deeper. Once you're in a deep relationship as far as a friendship with him, then we can look and see if, if there's caring there. But, again, yeah, you're going to need to be patient. And uh, what you really should be doing is, and I tell everybody this, if you are supposed to be with someone, the universe is going to conspire to bring both of you together. If not, they will keep you safely apart from each other. Love yourself first. Your main focus has to be on you. 
and loving you. And that vibration will go out, and if you're supposed to be with him and he gets your vibrational message and you get his, you will come together like magnets. But it shouldn't be a focus whether anybody else cares about you, loves you, wants you, wants to be your friend, wants to have a friendship with you or whatever. Your focus needs to be on you, loving you, loving yourself, and that's it. The rest will come. It so seems like when we're kind of in the same vicinity of each other, it's kind of like it's magnetic. That's how it feels to me. Like we're kind of just. Okay, you know, but all magnetic. I'm getting, dear, uh, dear Donna, is don't put the cart behind, ahead of the horse. Don't put the cart ahead of the horse. So just listen to what Rose said. You know, do, do stay the interest there, the contact, and. Um, Step by step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, a lot of women, too many women, I'm sorry because most of my clients are women, too many women are so focused on what they want to receive from the men, they don't even pay attention to what they need to receive from themselves and what is the best thing to receive for themselves. All they know is they want that man. He may not be good for you. He might be a lesson for you. You may need to finish up and work out some karma with him from three lives ago. So the more nonchalant you are about a relationship, the more you just let it happen, whatever is to happen, the better off you are. Because the other way also, it's going to suck a lot of your energy out of you. And you won't have that energy for anything else. And you won't have that energy to kind of give you that little tip like, hey, forget about this guy. Here comes your real match, your real life partner. So you want to keep your energy levels basically balanced, not pouring too much energy into one person or one scenario or one thing. Just kind of like zen out because if you're supposed to be with him, you will be with no effort on your part, basically. But, uh, you know, just be very zen about it. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel a quite a strong connection. Him and I actually spent some time together last summer, and then it has stopped basically in September. Um, he said he was going to be busy with work, and so I was just you know hoping things would resume at some point and things slow down for him this summer, possibly. Well, you just got to, you know, let it go and let it happen naturally. That's all I can tell you, sweetheart. Okay, so you don't have any other thoughts or any other visions or any other, you see anything else around it? Nope. Just what no, we gave you. No, as far as I'm, I, I, I gave you, you know, they, my guides are saying they gave you all that they could right now. All right. Thanks for calling, Donna. i got to take this one more call. 856, you're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Hi. 856? I think I'm saying it correctly. 
Well, oh, I guess they stepped hello. away. Yeah, they probably stepped away. Um, what I'm going to do is, hang on, I'm going to leave your mic open, 856, and if you happen to come on and say hi, hi, we can take you away, thank you. Know? <laughs> okay. So, you know what, um, we're talking about, Ricky, you know what I'd like, um, we should say, because I hear this over and over again, it's horrible, um, once you become attuned to a, to a level in Reiki, that's good for life, because I, I hear it very frequently, people get their attunements and then they go meet somebody else, and they say, oh, they didn't attune you, I have to reattune you, or the, so what's your thoughts on that? I think, you know, we should get it out there. That oh, I'm going to give you my tuned. thoughts on that right away, I can hardly hold it back, yep, if somebody a, tells that to you. And you feel that your Reiki is, because I'm assuming if they've already been attuned, they're at least a level one. If somebody says that to you, but you feel that your Reiki has been working well, because I'm going to I'm gonna do something I never do. I'm going to assume if you're a level one, you're doing self-treatment on a daily basis. So that, to me, is an unethical Reiki master, because nobody should say to somebody, you're totally attuned wrong. Like, I'm the only one that can attune people correctly. Um, I would look for somebody else. Another thing, a lot of Reiki practitioners, when they start out, I had my very first student, and I was hysteric. I was panicky. He said to me, and this was after he was attuned a couple of weeks, he was doing self-treatment, and he said, you know, I'm not feeling anything. I said, Okay, so when you say you're not feeling anything, what do you mean exactly? He said, I just, I, I don't feel it. So I went to my Reiki master teacher at that at that point and said, this is what he's saying. And she's like, ask him to describe it specifically. She said, it's not you. I don't want you to think it's you. So I'm like, okay. And I went back and I said, tell me what exactly is it what you're not feeling, what what are you not feeling, energy or, or what? And he said, my hands don't get hot like yours. And I said, oh. I said, that takes months of practice. I said, just keep practicing and, you know, you may feel hot. I said, but then again, you got to realize not everybody's hands get hot. Some people, they're, they're, they're they don't have heat in their hands. Maybe their hands get very cool or there's no hot or cold sensation in their hands. But that's not because there's not energy coming out of them. You know, it's the Reiki's coming out of your hands, but there's no physical change. So he was, uh, he that calmed him down a bit. And eventually, yeah, his hands did get hot. And he actually became one of my very best, apprentice helpers, what have you, whenever I would do Reiki uh, shares and Reiki demos in places. So, yeah, if anybody says to you, like, you're not attuned right, go back and talk to your Reiki master before you go jumping to somebody else or, or think that, you know, you weren't fully, I'm going to use a word that we use, some of us, rakeified. <laughs> you know, investigate. Because really, that's that's not such a good ethical thing for someone to say. 
Yeah, well, I've had students come to me and they tell me, you know, that they've gotten Reiki 1 10 years ago, but then they met another person, another master. They said, oh, they weren't attuned right. They had to attune them, so they paid her, or, you know, and got attuned. And I'm just like, no, once you're attuned, you're attuned. Even if you don't use it for 20 years, you're still attuned. You might need a quick little um, tune-up treatment, but not an attunement. You know, it doesn't well, hurt. I I tell my students, if you haven't used your Reiki for a long time or, or you got Reiki from somebody else, like you said, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, you want a boost, I'll do Reiki on that person. And that's kind of like giving your car a little jump start. Right, or and just giving them a treatment or just, you know, if they haven't done it in 10 years and they're, they're feeling kind of... Um, oh, I don't know, jerky about it, you know, not flowing smoothly. Sometimes they just need a Reiki treatment by another Reiki practitioner to kind of get them realigned, just a regular treatment like they would do for um, any other client, and that's all they might need, and they can start doing the self-Reiki. Sometimes we, you know, sometimes it's good, even if we can self-heal, sometimes it's good to allow others to give healing to us. Don't right. you agree? You know, it's just, you know, sometimes you can't massage your own back, even if you own a tennis ball and you're rolling on the floor. Well, I mean, I go to someone to get Reiki every once in a blue year because, yeah, I mean, self-treatment's great, but um, every once in a while you need to get a treatment from somebody else or go to a Reiki share because a Reiki share is great. you got, uh, you know, anywhere from four to six or more people with their hands on you giving you Reiki. Yeah, you just need a little boost every now and then. Yeah, not, not a whole duplicate attunement. So I just like to get that out there because, you know, anyone that's interest is listening probably has an interest in Reiki, I would assume. And in case they're going through something like that or they run into it, you don't need to have, if you have level one, you don't need to redo it. Just because somebody says, oh, you weren't, it wasn't done correctly. Hmm. No, no. And, and one thing that I notice, um, oh boy, uh, it doesn't really happen all that often, but I know lately my group of students, the newer ones in the past year or two, they have questions, but they don't ask because they're not clear on something and they don't ask, or it's like they just they get their level one and they leave and I never see them again. These are some of them, and it's like it's it's an odd phenomenon that's happening. So, um, you know, to me, like I say, I teach the old-fashioned way. I teach the way Mikao Sui used to teach. When you make a connection with your Reiki master, okay, it's done in usually the traditional manner was it's passed from the Reiki master to the student during your training. Uh, I don't believe in online attunements. Uh, I don't believe in distance attunements. Distance healing, yes. Distance attunements, no. Because they're not the same. A lot of people say they're the same, but they're not. And this is a healing art that must be passed down, Reiki master to Reiki student in person, so that the integrity of Reiki is maintained. And the traditional passing from the master to the student means there's a bond, like an energetic bond forged between the student and the master 
which is a lifelong commitment to nurturing the development of each student's personal healing potential. So unlike many schools that teach it or colleges that uh, have, you know, they offer Reiki classes in large groups, you're not just a number when you go to a, a master who teaches small classes, one-on-one, -on -one, and um, because there is a relationship that forms between a Reiki master and student. Unless, yeah, of I, course, I, you're one of the just collecting certificates. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't know about you, but... I like to limit – three is a really nice number for me. I, I'll do up to six, but I won't do more than six students in a Reiki class. That's the, I, I usually like four, but my the highest I'll take is six in one class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just – I mean, I'll do 20 or 50, you know, students in a mediumship class. But um, for Reiki, I like real small numbers. Yeah, I guess because I teach it in the one shot as well. So I want to make sure. Oh, hold on one second. I have a person here. Yep. Sorry, I just noticed this. Lisa? Is this Lisa? Oh, the call drops. Oh, no. Oh, well. Okay. That was Lisa Wolfson. I was going to. Oh, darn. Well, let me see if I can do this again. <laughs> Maybe we get five minutes in. Uh, anyway, I'm going to try and get this person. Go ahead, Winsor. What were you saying before I said, ah! <laughs> oh, no, I just, my own practice with teaching Reiki is I tend to do it in, you know, one class or over two nights for a few hours each night, depending on the student's schedule. So I um, want to be able to individualize with each of the students because you want to make sure that they understand where um, the philosophy behind it, the ethics behind it, um, you know, basics on how to feel comfortable so they can start using it right away and, and grow it and develop it. And you want them to get to know you strongly, like you pointed out, so that they feel comfortable if they have a concern, you know, six months later. Um, so I just like to keep my Reiki classes very small. And then, you know, right, and I've even offered my students they want to come and do like just a three or four Reiki circles so they could practice. Because sometimes I've literally uh, taught people who say, Well, I have nobody to practice on. So I'm like, Well, you come here, we we'll set a date, you come here, and we'll do a practice run, just the three or four of us. You know. Oh, well, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, because you get, you know, say somebody has a small family or no family. And they want to practice Reiki, but they have nobody. <laughs> so I tell them all, you know, let's arrange it here. So I think we're getting close to the hour. Do you think you're going to be able to get we're all to her? Close. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a message through to Lisa uh, and see if we could just have her on for five minutes. I went to take her call, and her call dropped. Yeah, I don't think this is don't think this is going to happen. Anyway, uh, maybe we can do a show at an at another time. Anyway, it was 
lovely discussion, and we'll be back again. Let's see, where am I? I'm having audio issues again. There we go. Well, thank you, everybody, for calling in and for listening, those of you who just listened. And we'll be back next have week. A, have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. You're listening and to we Wisdom do our Spirit with Rosie Reiner right. on the Seika Network on blogtalkradio.com. Blessings be with you today and always.